hey, so I noticed you have some free time, and I have some free time. So why don't we spend it together? And this week, I have a little story for you. Um, I have a story about how I was, um, was just dealing with stuff during quarantine, taking care of my little puppy, um, but side note, this isn't going to be the entire podcast about this one story, but it's just one of the things, because if you're new here, um, I go on, on a lot of tangents, so the topic may change from this one story. Anywho, I was just living my regular quarantine life, you know, not going outside unless it's absolutely necessary, and a lot of people have a different definition of necessary, and my definition of necessary is if I need food, or if I need a drastic medical uh, consultation from a doctor, which I have not had needed in the past, what, month or two, <laughs> but, but, um, so, just kind of buying food, and then just not leaving the house, literally, whatsoever, other than caring for my doggo, and by that, I mean letting him out to pee and poop, and taking him for the occasional, a little tiny walk, because his thoughts still haven't set in, so he, in order to be 100% protected from the majority of viruses, excluding the coronavirus, um, in order to be, you know, taken care of from the rest of them, he needs to, like, not go on really long walks or stuff like that until May 1st, I believe, so it's really soon. I really want to take him on walks daily because he's so much fun. <laughs> he just runs around the house. But anyways, so I was just going about my regular day routine, and my dog likes to do this thing. I, I haven't posted on Instagram because it's kind of hard catching the act of it. Well, it's not hard catching the act. It's hard to take a photo of it, because he does this thing whenever I take out a camera when he does something stupid or something that I'm absolutely confounded with, and he he stops doing it right away, and I'm like, come on, I want to show people what you're doing. I have a video where he is chasing his tail, and then he actually caught it, but continued to run. <laughs> like, he does stuff like that. Um, I, that took a while for me to videotape him really poor quality, but it was just kind of like, I had to get it when I could get it. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, <laughs> so, <sighs> yes, that was, um, that's an example of what he usually does, but this one thing that he does, it's where, so there's stairs in our apartment, and um, well, it's not like an apartment you'd see in New York or something where it's like Seinfeld or anything like that. Not like that apartment. It's kind of like a duplex. A duplex is when there's like one full house split in half for someone, but it isn't a duplex because it's like a duplex times four. We were able to have um, stairs and stuff, and it's a two-story apartment, um, that we can live in, but it is, it's like four duplexes, not, it's like two duplexes smushed together, so, and then it's just really small, but, um, he likes to do this thing whenever we're going down the stairs that, he keeps his back hind feet, well, his hind feet on the stair and then puts his front feet on the stair in front of him to where he looks 
like a little loaf of bread from the back. Um, you know how corgis look whenever they're like all scrunched up and they just look like a loaf? So it's basically like half a loaf of dog because you can see his front legs and they're just standing out and proud and everything. But his hind legs look make it look like half of his body's a loaf. But he refuses to move once he's in that position. So most of the time, I have to either get out one of his favorite toys or bring out a treat or literally just pick him up or drag him from the stairs so that he will go downstairs. Um, and I was in a rush to, not today, it was yesterday. I was in a rush to get downstairs because I had something online I needed to do. Not a Zoom, uh, Zoom thing, but I had to do something. And uh, he was he was going down the stairs and he did the loaf, the half loaf of doggo bread. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick him up and put him down the stairs because I don't have time to train him with this. So I picked him up. I, I put him down at the bottom of the stairs and I looked at him through the little baby gate and everything. And then I got up. And I started walking down the stairs. And I got to the second to last stair. And I tripped. <laughs> I tripped. And this baby gate. Um, well that was the only thing that would cushion my fall. Other than the floor. So I didn't grab out for the baby gate. Because it was already where my hip was. The baby gate was already there. And I was just like, oh no, this is going in badly. Like, half, like, you know, the, that moment Jimmy knew when he effed up. That thing, that happened <laughs> when I was falling and I just saw the baby gate so close. But I was not fast enough. And my hip, or aka my left budgie, <laughs> got caught on the baby gate. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, uh, and viewer discretion advised if you don't like graphic stuff. So it got caught there and when I continued my forward motion of falling, it wasn't a conscious decision. Gravity had its own opinion. So I kept falling and it scraped all the way back on my butt cheek <laughs> and it hurt so bad it hurt so bad i looked at my butt cheek and it was just red i it it wasn't bleeding thank god mainly because the baby gate wasn't sharp it was just extremely strong and it was not going to move from its place cuz it's a baby gate which that's good to know that my baby gate is that strong. It can it can handle a wallop of a punch. Ugh. Well, more like a wallop of a person just falling straight into it, and it didn't it didn't fall off or anything like that. I mean, hands out to what's what was the brand Regalo Regalo? I don't know how to pronounce it. It was that type of baby gate, and it didn't budge at all. <laughs> And I was falling full force on that thing, which I mean, it hurt. It hurt really bad. I, I made an exclamation of pain because it hurt so much. And the person I live with was like, "Are you okay? What happened?" And I'm like, "I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine." Because a part of me didn't want to admit. Oh, um, I have a rather sore buttocks at this very moment because it was caught on the baby gate I use for my puppy <laughs> so that he doesn't go up and down the stairs all the time as he chooses. <laughs> so I just kind of stood there and was holding the, um, gluteus maximus as I was feeling terrible, terrible pain. <laughs> It felt like just, well, I don't know what this feels like, but 
this is what I assumed happened. I assumed my blood vessels were just kind of like, they didn't expect this to happen. So it's not that I was bleeding. They just kind of, it was red. It looked like they were just bystanders staring back at me. They're like, you, you were, this really happened to you? Are, are, are you serious? Are, are, are you serious? We're not going to come out. I mean, this is already a terrible show as it is. You already hurt. You're probably going to have bruise here for ages. And you're not going to be able to sit comfortably for ever. <laughs> um, and you might have a scar, which would not look <laughs> pleasing in any type of swimwear or... In any other situation, whereas you may, I don't know, be able to show your butt a little bit. No. No, Moss. No more. We shall always be here, staring straight back at your face. <laughs> um, wow, I spent a minute trying to talk about how red blood vessels think. <laughs> um, and staring back at me. But, so... Yeah, that was that was something else, and it still hurts <laughs> since you know it's the day after. And an update on how it looks, it uh, it's still red. Still see those blood vessels just staring at me like you did that. Okay, all right, it's there, and it's kind of like a spotted, um, a s spotted thing of blood vessels. They're like spread out as the way that the injury was. But anywho, <laughs> um, had to put medicine on it, and we don't have any band-aids at the moment, so I had to cover it with other stuff so that medicine wouldn't seep through into my underwear. Unpleasantries. Um, however, speaking of scars, because it might become a scar, which I don't want to be. I did not expect for this, um, you know, podcast to turn into a discussion of scars, because you want to know my original idea? My original idea was to talk about uh, breakfast foods and stuff. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I can talk a lot about breakfast foods. I love me some breakfast food. Ooh, waffles. Waffles are great. Yeah, that's what I expected to do, and then that happened yesterday, and I was like, oh, I, I gotta talk about that. I gotta talk about that. But, so, now, I'm just going to talk about scars I have on my body. <laughs> because, why not? I mean, you get to hear all the absolutely idiotic stuff I've done. So, let's begin. I have a scar. Well, I have two scars from the same thing on my arms. They are burns from an oven. Because when I was 12 or so, my mom let me use the oven and I was like, yeah, boy, I can do what I want. I can make whatever I want. And I was going through this really big baking stage <laughs> and I just wanted to bake anything and everything. And I still love to bake. I do. I just don't have as much time as I would like for it. I, I don't bake 24-7 anymore because whenever I had free time, I'd just be like, ah, I'm going to be baking something. <laughs> but baking takes a lot, a lot, a lot of hours. <laughs> a lot of hours to do. Um, but anyway, I remember I was putting in, I think it was my best bread recipe that I have. Well, it's not my recipe. It's the everything bread from Taste of Home. That bread recipe, mm, it's so good. I love it. It is the best. And I technically don't have it written down anywhere. I just always Google the everything bread from Taste of Home. And it always pops up because I know <laughs> once I see the recipe, I'm like, yeah, this is the recipe. I, I recognize all the ingredients and stuff. But if I don't have it up, I won't be able to know it off the top of my head, which I hope one day I will. I've made that recipe more than five times, and that's saying a lot because I'm usually someone who likes flying through all types of recipes. I like trying every single thing because I just want to learn all of them. Um, but I've repetitively went back to that recipe because it's just so good. Um, but anywho, I was making, I think this was the second time I was making it. 
and it was for a neighbor that watched our family dog and we wanted to thank her in some way and I was like could I make her a cake mom and or not a cake um could I bake her something and she was um and she said oh yeah sure that's fine that's fine just get it done by the end of the day or something like that so I made everything bread and my mom always gets really mad whenever I make it because um, for some reason she usually isn't able to. At the current moment, she's not able to because she can't have gluten. <laughs> Anytime nowadays, if I decide to make something for her and give it to her as a gift, she just she gets so mad. Or, well, not give it to her as a gift because that would be rude, but like go and visit her and then I bring it because, you know, you bring food when you visit. Um, and I just, she gets really mad because she can't have any of the gluten and I end up eating a lot of it. <laughs> so it's more like I bring it for myself. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, for those who know me and are listening, you know what I mean by visit, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, where was I? Yeah, so I was making this everything bread. And I remember I went to go and grab it out of the oven and then my aunt, I, I didn't wear my oven mitt that I usually did. My mom had, she had a, those little pot holders. I, I used one of those to grab it out, which you don't really use. I'd much rather, you're supposed to use a oven mitt so you don't those are more insulated and everything it's just oh yeah need to use those so I didn't and then I I came in my arm came in at too high of an angle so it touched the grates of the oven and then singed off my skin <laughs> because it was at like 400 degrees Fahrenheit and I absolutely I dropped the plate I dropped everything bread was ruined I didn't I, I felt so bad I had to restart it from scratch and that pissed me off so bad it pissed me off so bad because that thing takes hours to make and I just burnt myself Ugh, aggravating and I remember I was making some other type of bread and then on my left arm I did the absolute same thing I don't remember what recipe it was but I did it again on my left the original burn was on my right. Um, but I've had many different experiences with cooking. Um, another one of my scars is actually on my left thumb. You know the crease on your thumb where when you bend it, you see all those wrinkles and stuff? I have a scar, kind of like a Harry Potter scar, but it's like very, very small. It's like the size of half of those, one, half of one of those creases, like the top crease. And it's put vertically instead of horizontally through the top of my creases. <laughs> I just got very descriptive with increases. Um, however, I was chopping garlic, believe it or not, because the recipe I was doing, I don't remember what recipe it was, but I just remember it had to have finely, finely minced or just very, very small pieces of garlic. I don't remember what recipe it was, but it was very important to it. And I was trying to do this. You see on those, um, on the chef shows where they kind of bend their finger forward so that you can see the crease and you start chopping and use the crease or whatever. Like how you see Gordon Ramsay do it? Well, I was doing that, and I was being an idiot, and I was doing it with my thumb instead of, like, my forefingers or stuff like that, which that's what you're supposed to be using. Um, so I chopped off some of my skin. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else to do. It hurt. It bled. It was disgusting. Um, and then I also grated off another piece of my skin. I don't remember where that scar was, but I remember hurt. You do not want to grate off your skin. It hurts. Uh, I can't imagine how many scars a pastry chef or just a right, well not a pastry chef, 
or a regular chef has because it's so much effort. I remember how many times I cut onions, how many times I cut stuff. I just never was able to get the hang of it to go faster than I did. And I was trying so hard all the time and I just couldn't do it. Like, I spent hours doing it, but I, I couldn't. You know, when you see, ha, has, has anyone seen the Julia and Julia Child, like, thing? I just, I don't have the hand-eye coordination to do that. I, I just don't, sadly. That would have been fun, but. Anywho, on to the next scar. I This is a quite stupid scar. <laughs> I remember in sixth grade, I was... Hmm. Sixth grade's always terrible. Even if you're in sixth grade right now, you'll look back and say, hmm, yeah, it was pretty terrible because everyone's going through puberty. Um, but anyway, on my right ring finger, I have a scar at the base of it where my um, palm is, like the top of my palm and the base of my finger on the back of my hand. And... It was because <laughs> I was in my science class, and for some reason, I was just angry. I, I, I don't particularly know why I was just so angry that day. Hold on one moment. <coughs> I don't have COVID. Don't kill me. Everyone can have their own coughs every now and then. Um, but... I don't remember why I was so angry, but I wasn't like a kid to get into trouble because I just, that wasn't me. I was terrified of authority. So something must have been getting under my skin terribly that day because, hold on one moment, get God, Ugh, maybe I am dying, but um, something was getting under my skin. I bet you it was just some dude that was being an absolute just ugh or something I don't know there's a lot of people like that in middle school but I just remember science teacher gave us another thing of homework and I had a lot of homework that day already and I when it comes to schooling I can easily overstress myself because I want to do so well and I want to get it all done and I want to have it done as fast as I can not because I want it in low quality god forbid no I want it in highest quality in the fastest way possible because it's just so much of a stress to worry about it afterwards and I know a lot of people will be like oh that's so great you don't procrastinate you don't realize how detrimental it is to my health because I stress over it so much. And then I know in today's society that's kind of looked up to because they're like, oh, well, at least you put your studies ahead of a lot of other priorities, but I also put it ahead of my mental health. And that's not good at times. <laughs> that's not good. I have realized that and I'm able to fix that now. So I don't take on more than I need <laughs> because... Boy, oh boy, I learned in high school the hard way. You just take what you can, do the best that you can, and then give out, and then give yourself a break, and then do it again, and only take it in amounts that you can take. But in sixth grade, she just, she added something else, and I got really angry, and I was just like, God, this happened, this happened, this happened, and my life is terrible. <laughs> and we, the, the types of tables we had were, I don't, I don't know what it was made of, but it was an entirely black table with brown legs. They were made of wood. The, the legs were made of wood, but it, it felt like the table was made of something just rock hard. It might have been granite or... And it wasn't granite. Granite's way too expensive. It was just something... Because this was... This wasn't a private school or anything like that. It was for military kids, but it wasn't a private school. There's there's schools on, on military posts for kids who um, have military parents, but you don't pay extra money to get into it. It's just kind of a given. But... Anywho... The top of the desk 
well, it wasn't really a desk, it was it was a table. Um, the top of it was just rock hard, and I remember I punched that table. <laughs> I didn't punch it to where everyone could see it. It was kind of like one of those things where, you know when people just kind of like hit their own hand, they're like, like, like that. I kind of did that to the table. I don't know how to say it because I did the whole motion with my hands, but the table was kind of also there because I was trying to do that and the lisp of the table was near my, you know, ring finger area and, um, I'm sorry, my dog is doing something and the person I live with is yelling at him. <laughs> Well, I wonder if y'all can hear the squeaks. What is he doing? Oh my god. Well, I'm not retaking this entire thing just because he has a squeaker toy. This is quarantine. Oh well. But, so, I must have hit the lisp as well as my hand at the same time. And my hand started to bleed. <laughs> and it made a noise. Like, you could miss... You could not visibly hear. You could audibly hear my hand hit that table and my hand at the same time. And no one looked at me. I don't. I don't know why. I. I don't know. I would have looked over if I was somebody else. But all my, all my anger. I was just like, oh my god, that's not worth it. I hurt too much now. That's probably one of the reasons I'm like a pacifist. Or oh, I'm not. If somebody did something absolutely horrific, like kill someone I loved, then I would throw some hands. <laughs> but if it's an argument or something, I will yell a lot <laughs> to get my point across. But I won't like physically or mentally hurt somebody. Um, because that's just, there's no use in it. If It's not going to take away your anger. If anything, it'll make it worse because it made me have a scar. <laughs> um, but so I didn't tell the teacher that I was bleeding. <laughs> I just kind of sat there and I read because in sixth grade, you don't know a lot about health and stuff. So I read somewhere online and my mom was a nurse. So, well, she technically still is. Um, but she always told me when you hurt something and you're bleeding to compress it and obviously you do that but um so I was just sitting there compressing the heck out of my little ring finger area and I just did that for the rest of the class I wasn't able to write I just kind of sat there and when she told me to take well she didn't tell me to take notes because I was a really good student so she didn't <laughs> Most of the teachers, if you're a good student, they don't care. <laughs> if you get good grades and you study, they don't usually care. So, um, that teacher just didn't care because everyone else is taking notes and I just, I didn't. <laughs> or at least I faked with my left hand because I'm a righty. <laughs> but I didn't take notes and I thought it would be very obvious that I wasn't, but... <laughs> I still got a good grade on it. Anywho, uh, yeah, that, that was the time I punched a table and got a scar. It was unpleasant. I took care of it once I got home. Hit it for my mom. <laughs> it eventually, eventually became a scar. Alright, next scar. It's on the same hand, on my right hand, except it's in the valley between my pointer and middle finger on the back of my hand. Um... <laughs> And this one is the, it's not the most, is it the most stupid scar I have? Yeah, I think it's the most stupid one I have. Um, I had a friend in fifth grade. She was my best friend. I loved her so much. She was the best. Um, let's call her Gigi. Um, Gigi was very eccentric, just like me. And we spent a lot of time hanging out together. And 
I remember this one time since she was, she was Hispanic and, um, we pretended she was Dora and that wasn't my idea. That was her idea. Um, but, uh, um, our parents were downstairs and we were like, oh, we should play one more thing before we leave because I also took a lot of videos when I was little and we wanted to take a video introducing her into our little video group or whatever and <laughs> it was where she was Dora and she was exploring the downstairs because we lived we lived in a duplex then and um like a good duplex and I had a Dora bag or something. I, I don't remember. I had something related related to Dora, and she used it. And we turned off all the lights. She had her. We she had a flashlight, and she was like, "Hola, yo, er, er, soy Gigi, and I'm here to go explore or something like that." I, I don't know. I don't remember. Um. But then she would go down the stairs and we put blankets on it. And in retrospect, look, looking back on it, um, this was extremely unsafe. We put them on the stairs and we wanted to make it look like we were falling. <laughs> God, we were idiots. Um, so we, we pretended to fall down the stairs and thank goodness we didn't actually fall because that could have been terrible um but so I would be filming it and she'd fall down the stairs and then she'd get up and then she'd say oh grandma hola or something like that I don't I don't know what grandma is in Spanish uh, but that's just an example of the weird stuff we would do together and we would usually stay up till like 12 or 2 not 2 I when I was five, in, in fifth grade I don't think I was able to stay up until two. Oh my god, I think my dog just escaped. <laughs> I think he escaped. Oh no. There's a little cr- um, There's a little, um... If you go on the sofa, there's crevices that he can get through to go up the stairs, and I think he got through. Anyhow, we would stay up like 30, not 30 minutes till, sorry. Um, we would stay up till like 12 or 1230 and we would play video games. I remember we played a lot of Mario and all that good stuff. It was fun. Um, also played The Sims. We played that. Um. Oh, one time. So you know those pie face challenges where they're like, oh yeah, the prince will get pie face because they donated so and so much. Well, me and Gigi just wanted to pie each other <laughs> because we wanted to. However, our lazy butt cheeks didn't want to actually, you know, make pies. <laughs> we were like, um... That takes too much time and effort. And that was before I went through my baking phase. Or just before I started it. I, I think it was. Either or. I don't remember. Um, but I know I, we didn't want to make a pie. <laughs> and so we got out the whipped cream. <laughs> and I swear to God. <laughs> my mom. It's a miracle she didn't get mad at us for this. But. We got out the cans of whipped cream, and we had plural, plural cans, because there are multi pe multiple people there, and so, <laughs> we, <laughs> we grabbed plates, paper plates to be exact, and emptied the cans, all of the cans, onto the paper plate, <laughs> or at least that I remember it was a huge, 
huge pile of Cool Whip. <laughs> it was just so <laughs> much Cool Whip. Uh, oh, but we had two plates of that. And we decided we were like, we're going to pie each other. Instead of just having it to where I get to pie myself or she gets to pie herself, we're just going to have it to where I pie her and she pied me. So, um, did my puppy escape again? What is he, what is he doing? I feel bad. She won't come up here. Hold on one moment. We're going to have an intermission where I text her to get him downstairs. Hold on just one moment. Come and get the munchkin. Okay. Sorry to be so rudely interrupted, even though my little munchkin is a little ball of joy. He would do anything to come be near me. And I would I would be near him too if I was able to. He cries so much whenever I leave. He cries a lot. He cries a lot. Oh no. I'm not leaving, but he knows he can't get to me. Oh. Well, I will comfort him later. And post that to Instagram. Um Anywho, yeah, we decided to pie each other's faces, and boy, oh boy, was that a mess. It was just cool whip everywhere. It was everywhere. But anywho, that same night, I don't know particularly why, but we decided to do something. And before I tell you what the something was, hold on, I'm going to call this person. Just one moment. Oh, she texted back. He has learned a new trick. The gate won't stop him from going up now. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible. Hold on. Okay. Anywho. Um... Yeah, I have to give you this information beforehand. So, he was, or not he, sorry, I'm thinking about my dog now. She had extremely long nails. It wasn't like Guinness World Records large. It was like, you know those manicures people get now? I'd say about half the size of that, but natural. She didn't paint them. She just had really long nails. And for some reason that night, we must have seen a YouTube video or we must have, I don't know, watched some movie or something to where we got the idea, we're going to catfight. We're going to make the most cringiest catfight and we're going to film it because we can't. And we just, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Or at least I think we were trying to film it. I'm not 100% sure. But we did it for some reason. We wanted to catfight. The one where you just kind of flail your arms everywhere. And us being, you know, fifth graders, we didn't think much into it. That if anything could go wrong, because it's just catfighting, right? Um, so, started to catfight with her. And my nails were extremely short. My nails are still short. I can't deal with the upkeep and taking out all the crud under my nails whenever they get, you know, long. But she can do it. I, could, I can't. It's just too much effort <coughs> into something that has no material value whatsoever. And I'm not saying everything with material value is important, because obviously not. Oh, my baby's meowing for me. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I hope none of y'all can hear it. Oh, my heart. My heart, he usually doesn't do this. I feel bad. I'm really tempted just to leave. <laughs> Till he feels better. No, but I can't. Hold on one moment. 
Hold on. I'm going to get it to... I think he's done barking now. I hope he is. I don't know. Anywho, so we were... I'm going to... I'm going to, like... I'm sorry. This shouldn't... I shouldn't lower my voice. I should keep the audio at the same level so that you don't have to change your volume. However, due to my doggo, I believe I'm going to speak at a lower volume and perhaps a little slower as well because I don't think he'll be, he, I think he can hear me still and I know he doesn't like it when he can hear me. Um, but anyway. So we were taking, um, yeah, we were catfighting, and her big nails dug straight into my skin. <laughs> it just, and it dug into that little valley in between my two fingers, and it just started bleeding so badly, so badly. Hold on, let me see. There we go. I moved it closer so y'all can hear me better. But, um, so yeah, it was in between the two, two fingers and I was bleeding so badly. And my friend was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it was an accident. Um, and yeah, so that's why I have a scar there. One of the most stupid scars I have. Stupid, stupid scar. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, I can move on to another not stupid scar. It's just kind of it happened. Um, on my right elbow, right on like the tip of it or near it, I have like a little um, half moon scar, basically. Because I went to a volleyball game for a field trip one year, and it was a local school. Well, it's well known, but it was like a, it wasn't a, it's not a university, but it, it was well known. And I my school went there, and I was for some reason just really into it. This was before I was actually into volleyball. I was in the, what, fourth grade? I think fourth or fifth grade. I got a lot of my scars when I was small. This butt scar is the most recent I've had in years, basically, other than my cooking scars. Um, but, um, yeah, so I was getting so into this volleyball match, and I just really wanted the te our team to win and I these chairs were made to where there were there was a little bit of metal underneath the arms of the chairs or or there was something there that can that stuff can get caught on when you when you go up so I I like to have my arms under chairs and stuff because, you know, it's kind of, well, not chairs, under armrests, because I'm that rebellious person. So, when I got up to go and cheer for the team, my elbow, some of the skin got stuck under the chair, like the chair, the arm, the arm of the chair, and it got hooked. And I didn't realize this until it already got tore out and bled. <laughs> um, so I was standing there and my arm was just bleeding. <laughs> well, my elbow part, well, the arm part near my, well, the elbow-ish area part of my, of my arm. And it was... I just, there was blood dripping down from it, and I was just in shock. I didn't feel anything. I, it didn't feel like it hurt whatsoever. 
I didn't feel anything whatsoever. It was, I was just kind of like, hey, um, teacher, I'm leaving. <laughs> and we had a substitute teacher that day. I remember because it was my friend's mother. And since she was my friend, her mom was more fond of me. So she was like, oh my god, are you okay? Are you okay? Um, so... She had to call the nurse, and then she met me up the up the stairs from the play arena. What is it called? The arena? I don't know. Um, but they led me up the stairs to that, and then she was like, "Okay, I don't know who's back. Don't tell me who you are leaving." Okay. Um, but she led me to the girls' restroom, and put my arm, my elbow under the running water to, you know, clean it out. But in retrospect, the water there had terrible filtering. She could have just put diseases right, or diseases or lead right down my, you know, blood, like the, my circulation, circulatory system. Like, she could have just, that would have been terrible. She should have used some sanitized wipes or something. She just didn't have any, I don't think so. Um, and so I remember someone had to call up the school and was like, hey, we didn't have band-aids packed because that's how trash my school was. My first through fourth grade school, it was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It was some of the better ones than the ones in the state. The state schooling was just terrible. Um, especially for elementary, but it was one of the best ones, but it was still terrible in comparison to the ones I've had before. Um, but, so they had to haul to get a band-aid. And I was just sitting there with a bleeding arm, <laughs> waiting for a band-aid. She was trying to compress it with, I don't know, she, I don't remember what she, she found some type of cloth or something that she could try and compress it with, but it wasn't working. Um, and then they finally got a big band-aid and put it on my arm. And then by the time everyone was done and stuff, the game was already over, and I had a bloody arm. Well, there's Band-Aid on it now, but couldn't do much about it. Anywho, so that's how that went, sadly. Um, that is actually one of the worst scars I have. It's still very prominent on my body. It's, I didn't feel anything from it, though. I felt a lot more from my butt scar. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be a scar yet. you know, my arm one, and it's been there for ages, um, maybe it's just because I picked at it when I was little, that's probably why it was, um, but anyway, my next scar, and I believe it's my last scar, because I don't think I have any more after that, um, yeah, yeah, that's about it, um, this one is on my right knee. Uh, from two separate occasions, my right knee has been hurt. The first occasion was when I was camping out with my Girl Scouts. Because I used to be in Girl Scouts. Now I'm about to be a brownie. Is it a daisy? A type of it? I don't remember. I got out of it when we moved um because I didn't like the Girl Scouts where I was at but anywho I was we were doing this thing where we went out camping and stuff and we were playing hide and go seek and when I was running to go and hide I was running across this gravel path that led to a hill well it didn't lead to a hill it led into the forest, but there was a hill on the other side of the gravel path. So I was trying to walk, run across the gravel to the hill, um, which was very close to it, almost practically attached to it. Um, but so I was running and then I tripped and my right knee just scraped all the way from the hill to the gravel and I got rocks stuck in my knee 
and it was not fun. I screamed. I laid there. I cried. I was bleeding. It hurt terribly. I was, what, seven or eight? No, I couldn't have been seven or eight. Somewhere in this seven to ten range. Somewhere in there. Because that's the amount of time I was in Girl Scouts, I believe. But I just, somebody's dad had to come and pick me up to, well, somebody's dad was the first adult there. And he picked me up and grabbed out the rocks and my wound and took me back to the cabin where I laid in there for the rest of the camping weekend and I hurt miserably and it hurt so much but the one good thing about it is that I had a lot of people taking care of me and I had a lot of people come inside and visit and play with me they were all very sweet anywho um the next day though I had a soccer game <laughs> so I had to either suck it up and play soccer or I just didn't play at all and I am a very determined woman <laughs> I have always been if I am going to be a part of something I will do it if I really love it and enjoy it so my injured butt went to the field and I was playing soccer with a scarred right knee, which is a terrible idea. Terrible. I should have been resting. Um, but I refused to listen to anyone and I kind of hid it from my coach. So my mom didn't bring it up to my coach because she knew I'd have a fit and she was like, you know what, whatever, who cares? She, she won't get hurt. Because I was... I was a good soccer player when I was small, however I deteriorated as I grew older. Um, not because I didn't like the sport, it's just because I just wasn't the best at it and I didn't put as much, um, I didn't spend hours after school practicing soccer. I eventually ended up liking volleyball better, anyways. But, so, I spent a long time. Not a long time. Um, yeah, I kind of hit it by using my soccer shorts. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. I hit it with my soccer shorts, and I went on and I played. I was an offensive player, mainly because I could just kick a lot. And, you know, being injured doesn't help. Um, like, I was a good person to go score a goal but that wasn't gonna happen I was quite aggressive on the field and there was this one girl who saw through my through my uh shorts that I had an injured leg instead of you know telling the coach and saying this girl needs to go rest she looks at me in the eyes because I had the ball and she was on the offensive team I was near her goal. This devil rat child stared at me and kicked me straight in the eye. And that was the moment the ref was looking away. And I fell down on my left knee because I couldn't, I couldn't hold myself on my right knee. And I just was in so much shock and pain that I couldn't move because she, not only did she tear open what I just, that's like tearing open a scab, but she created a deeper hole with her cleats, mind you. <sighs> but, so... I was incarcerated for the rest of the season. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. Whatsoever. But that's not the end of things. This poor knee gets hurt once again. 
when I was around 11 or 12, we went to New York. I've been in New York a total of two times. Hate it there. Whoever lives in New York, I don't have anything against you. I just could never live there. Anyway, I was going with my family on this trip. And we were in the subways. We were going to go to Ripley's, believe it or not. And we had to take a subway or something to get there. And I remember an escalator was out that day. It didn't work, so you had to walk up it like a regular flight of stairs. So, mind you, there are tons and tons and tons of people who step on those things every day in New York. And as I was stepping up them, I tripped my clumsy self. And... I guess I just rely on my right knee a lot to take the fall. So, (sighs) my right knee hit the escalator right where my, where my old scar was. It was completely, it was completely healed at that point. It was, but... This thing just tore into it again. There wasn't any scabs left on it. It just created another scar on top of that scar. Because I hit exactly the sharp little like that part of the escalator. That step where it comes up and looks like a step. Like that part if you hit it at a certain angle it hurts a lot and it can tear your skin. And my skin got tore on the one on New York. And I can't, I can't even fathom how much bacteria got into my skin. It's a miracle I am alive today because I could have had a numerous amount of infections. That's probably why I don't get infected, really. I don't think I've ever, the, the most infections I've ever had were if I had a hangnail and it was just getting really pussy, but... Usually I'm able to fix those. People are like, oh, you need to go to a doctor for that. No, I'm, I'm usually my own doctor. I've had a numerous amount of hangnails. And I know that's probably saying something, but I've always been able to solve them and they don't hurt. And my feet don't look disfigured or anything. So I just saved the money. Um, anywho. But so, yeah, I couldn't walk on my right leg because it hurt so badly, and I was crying in the subway, and this one Asian lady, I love her so much, I don't know who this lady was, she was, she had the most kind heart out of everyone in that subway, because she is the only lady who offered me a band-aid, she didn't have anything else she could do for me, but she offered me a band-aid, because I knew, she knew I was hurting. And that was just so sweet. That little act of kindness reminded me, I guess there aren't terrible people in New York. So a little old Asian lady gave me a band-aid when I was crying in New York. We were about to go to Ripley's believe it or not. And then my mom was like, do you just want to go back to the hotel? We can go back. It's okay. And I was like, no, we're going to Ripley's believe it or not. Because it was our last day and we couldn't do anything else there. So I was like, we're going there whether or not I hurt. So I just limped through entire Ripley's Believe It or Not in New York because I wanted to see it so badly, even though I had scarred my right leg in order to get there. Because I believe my mom and dad also had to hold me in the subway because whenever it started, I kind of swayed and I just couldn't hold myself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think those are all my scars. I'm not counting acne scars because I've had scars on the, well, where I just pick at them too much. And I know that's a really bad habit, but I just do it and I haven't been able to break it. So, you know, that's a thing. But other than those scars, I think those are all of them. Let me double check myself. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a birthmark on my belly, near my belly button. It's like a little cloud that's brown, but that's about it. (laughs) 
oh, and I also have a halo mole on my right arm. It's in the middle of my forearm where it's like a halo mole is where you have a mole and then there's a lot of white skin around it so it looks like a halo. But my mom would be like, oh, you're my little angel. And then I, in, the, in the back of my mind, I'd always be like, how am I an angel? <laughs> the irony. Too, too, too much. Anywho, I'm sorry for any of those who do not like listening to scars. <laughs> um, because I know I could be grossed out. I'm grossed out by medical blood stuff. So I could easily understand why people are grossed out by scars and stuff. So, sorry for any of those. This isn't your podcast this week. But, <sighs> if you have any cool, you know, scar stories, tell me. Um, oh, and I'm also not trying to be inconsiderate of those who have self-harmed in the past, and they have past scars from those. I completely understand why people wouldn't want to talk about those. I'm just talking about the funny anecdotal scars from past experiences in my life that have resulted in me being an idiot (laughs) like the escalator incident and the cat fight stuff because other scars some people just don't want to show and it's completely understandable but just love yourself and I know it's a lot harder than most people than it can be I I know it's harder than it sounds so to all those who do please try and seek out and reach help yeah, but anyhow, I hope you enjoyed your free time with me. I certainly enjoyed my free time with you. <sighs> but, um, your free time, it's your free time. Bye-bye.